Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. everybody we are flying in really by the seat of our pants today to get this episode done this week because we know that for many of you you are joining us in this conversation because you want to know what are the latest headlines and what are we finding as we try to do deeper dives past the clickbait past the headlines on both sides of the issues right whether they're coming from a more left-leaning or right-leaning source We try not to give you information as saying that that is 100% sure unless we can cite enough sources that that certainly indicate it it is or it's a high probability that it's accurate. Um, Again, this is Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. (laughs) And Amy. And Kristen. And as you guys know, we're not, we're trying to not be afraid to talk about anything and everything. We want to normalize conversation that involves uh, dissenting opinions so that it's not, none of us are afraid to think for ourselves and to say what we think. Because as of the recording of this podcast, which is April, 2022, freedom of speech is still protected under the constitution. And we believe that in the freedom of diversity of ideas, thoughts, and opinions is where you can really find the truth and you can find more and better solutions for our current problems. And we have seen that censorship and the shutting down of ideas, opinions, and dissenting thoughts and ideas has happened more in the last two years than we've seen it in our lifetimes. And that's really what we want to start talking about today. I'll start by pointing you guys to a recent podcast that I was listening to with Cheryl Atkinson. And um, Cheryl was a former CBS News reporter. She now is works as an independent journalist, and she has the Cheryl Atkinson podcast. It's called Just the News, Not the Noise. And it's one that we go to when we want to hear her interviewing people that perhaps you're not hearing interviewed in mainstream media, but they are considered experts in their field. And frankly, they are voices that we should be hearing from. And one of her recent episodes was The Big Chill, The Big Chill. And it was about um, smearing doctors and experts um, and the campaign against their information. And she interviews the author of the Great Barrington Declaration. Girls, you you guys know who I'm talking about, the one who is the Stanford doctor professor. Is it the J? Is it the J Bhattacharya? Yep, J Bhattacharya. So Stanford. This is not an anti-vax guy. This is a Stanford doctor, professor, and and scientist. And he talks about and he explains that 
the NIH funds so many of our scientists in America. And if and, and abroad, clearly we know they were doing some crap in China at the Wuhan lab, but they <laughs> fund these scientists and the way that they control them is they remove the funding if they are not presenting ideas and opinions that fall in line with what the NIH wants to hear, see, or have said, right? So fascinating conversation. Highly encourage you to listen to it. But I, but I thought it was incredibly interesting that one of the things that, um, that Dr. Uh, uh, Bhattachara talks about is how much this has profoundly impacted the way he, as a scientist in the space, sees the FDA and the CBC and how it's affected our society for not for better, for the worse. So check it out. Before the pandemic, I had full confidence in the mechanisms of science to eventually get to something closer to the, closer to the truth, right? I, the, the, the mechanisms of science, I mean, ways that scientists can engage with each other constructively to correct each other, to ask for experiments, to, and eventually learn the truth, learn, learn as, as close as humans are possible can know the truth about a whole bunch of topics. Um, and I took for granted uh, essentially, I took for granted the Enlightenment. That's, that is the Enlightenment idea, that this free inquiry within science. What I've learned during the pandemic is that those institutions are incredibly fragile, that the Enlightenment itself is incredibly fragile, that they require a defense, which I never thought was necessary before the pandemic. Um, that, and in fact, the kinds of scientific discussions that I took for granted for most of my career uh, are not cannot survive a, a situation where you have government bodies controversializing perfectly reasonable positions, suppressing debate and suppressing discussion, employing um, propaganda techniques like big tech or, uh, or, 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 or the press to attack, personally attack uh, the, uh, the, the lives of scientists who disagree. But you cannot have science where the the government essentially can control what it wants to have happen. So, I mean, I mean, and that's, and this is a Stanford scientist doctor telling you that he's seen it time and time and time and time and time again. By the way, this is a doctor who thought that the, or still thinks that the vaccine was good for the vulnerable, right? He yeah. thought that it saved lives, that it, mit it mitigated, you know, disease and, uh, or the, uh, the severity of disease. So, so this is not a person who has got extremist views, and yet he is telling all of us that these institutions we have long trusted, we no longer can trust. And he even talks about how vaccine hesitancy has soared over the last few years because when the mandates happened and we were told safe and effective only to find out that wasn't 100% true, we started realizing we were being lied to because of the number of times the CDC and the FDA and all these other institutions got it wrong they now no longer trust at all. So now everything they tell us to do, we're, we're taken with a grain of salt, regardless of your political affiliations. Many people on both sides of a variety of topics in this country agree that the CDC is not to be trusted as we once did. And they, because they've frankly gotten it wrong a million times. Look at the New York Times. They wrote in June of last year, 2021, it says that COVID proved that the CDC is broken. Can it be fixed? Mm. Okay. And now let's fast forward to what just happened this week, girls. What happened with the masks 
on public transportation. <laughs> well, first, before we even move on, when you were talking about the doctors, like, would y'all not be so pissed if you're a doctor that spent all that time, all that money in med school, educating yourself, getting this career, you know, working your butt off for this career to have the ability to make educated and informed decisions for your medical decisions for your patients. And then now just be told by some director at a three letter agency that has no medical knowledge. Um, telling you what to do, I, it just it blows my mind. So okay, but well, moving I on. I feel like COVID, brought, COVID just brought all this to light. This has probably been going on. This has right. been going on, and especially with like, right. um, you know, science being bought and paid for by certain entities. Like it, this right. is, it didn't just start with COVID. It's so. it, it's been it's been a thing, and and I, I agree, Amy. This has only brought it to light because he even talks about the the, uh, the parents who were not pro vaccine for for childhood vaccines, and he says that was a pretty small group before. He said it's a it's a growing growing group, and he says you know because people's eyes got blown blown wide open that the public health is not always got the individual's health as the top priority. In fact, he claims that they're, they seem bought by pharma. That's basically what he says. They seem okay. like they are owned by pharma and they are, let's be real. You guys, you can go look at who, whose voices are on the CDC and who's in the FDA and go look at their history and their experience as uh, high paid executives with the pharmaceutical companies. I promise you that there is a, there's such strong connections. It's undeniable. Um, right. But I think again, you know, here's the other problem in 1986, which was under the Reagan administration, and they sign into law that you can't sue for vaccine injury. And we go from, you know, 10 to 12 vaccines to 72 different shots, inoculations in your children in their in their childhoods. Um, and it's gone unchecked. There's not accountability for it that, that there should be. It, 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 it did nothing but blow open the path for more money making. And when that happens and there's not enough accountability for the safety of the individual, meaning vaccines, the, the average vaccine may be safe for most, does not mean it's safe for all. And so when you put mandates in place saying things like in California, you can't go to public school if you're not fully vaccinated on, you know, on the CDC uh, schedule or on that plan, that, that's a problem because there are children there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of children who've had adverse reactions to vaccines, some of which are not reversible, okay? Right. And so I think that's just the conversations that the, 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 the silver lining of COVID is now we can perhaps have more of those conversations and fewer people think you're crazy if you say, you know, I have a lot of questions about the vaccine program. That doesn't mean I don't think vaccines can't be great and serve a purpose, you know, certainly for preventing certain diseases or helping us fight certain diseases, but it's got to always be at a risk benefit conversation that comes down to a conversation between the doctor, the parent, and the child. Mm -hmm. And when you get government involved, it, it bypasses that. Yeah. And we've seen that that's, you know, that's, that's a massive problem. Well, and that segues right into the mask situation, the right. government, you know, here we are, a lot of the people who aren't for mask mandates are cheering. You can, I mean, there's videos all over the oh. world wide web um, showing like all these flight attendants and stuff, you know, saying no masks and everything. And so many people cheering. And then you've got the people who are scared and pissed and think that they're going to die now because other people aren't masked. And it's just, but someone was saying like, here we are cheering. And I know you said you and Chad talked oh about gosh, this. Yeah. Here we are cheering 
that we don't have the mask mandates, but we should be like, honestly, still pissed that like, this just shows that we had the right, we had the right and the decision all along. Right. We're we're like (laughs) happy that, you know, that they took the rights away from us and we're just so happy that they, that they gave them back. Like basically they never should have been taken away in the first place. And it's like, it just proves that we let them take it away. So super excited. Although the Biden administration, like Jen Psaki, um, was just, they were disappointed (laughs) in the decision to, um, to do this, but it was a, a, what, a federal judge or something in Florida. And this is what she said, just so y'all know, um, she's, her name is Catherine Mizell, United States district judge, um, sided with the health freedom defense fund and ruled that the Biden's mass mandate for federal travel travelers is illegal. She said, it is indisputable that the public has a strong interest in combating the spread of COVID-19. In pursuit of that end, the CDC issued the mask mandate, but the mandate exceeded the CDC's statutory authority, improperly invoked the good cause exception to notice and comment rulemaking, and failed to adequately explain its decisions. Because our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully, even in the pursuit of desirable ends, the court declares unlawful and vacates the mask mandate. Which we knew, which many of us knew, from a legal standpoint, many attorneys who were had courage, because let me just say, I am appalled by the lack of courage in people. In the oh, last- God. Well, you know what's crazy? It's like, we've been in the airports. You know, we, we flew, I flew to Mexico and Colorado both this year already. And it's hilarious to me, like how over the loudspeaker, every five seconds, they're saying federal law requires. Yeah, and, and it's law. not, it's not a law. Like, that ain't a law. law. That is a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It's yeah. federal law. It's a mandate and there's a difference. And we all knew that they were overstepping their jurisdiction in many of the cases. And yet most of us, you know, we complied many times, I think out of uncertainties, but sometimes out of just not wanting to, like you said, have to fight every single battle. But, but I, but I want people to remember this. Okay. Because guess what's happened since then? They even had an interview today with um, with the CEO of United Airlines. And they said, do you think, okay, because by the way, the mask ruling happened and because it was a Trump appointed judge, right. of course yep. this immediately became repoliticized. And to which I wanna just thank President Trump for, for appointing that judge, because my gosh, if there was science to prove that these worked, it's one thing. There has not been a study. The only study the CDC proved was debunked pretty much immediately, yeah. right? It was so clear that it was absolute BS that, that all the studies that have ever been done on the flu from 2017, 18, 19, and there have been multiple studies, it proves that masks don't stop the spread of flu. The rest exactly. of the virus, they're, admitting that, they're admitting that now. Like we have, we, we know this now, right? Like masks don't like, work. Don't yeah. work. Everybody's saying it. Dr. Renee Prasad, Dr. Deanna Wynn, they're all saying it. And Walensky lied and pulled some number out of her ass. Like, I want them to produce studies. If you are going to have a mandate for all, uh, I don't even care if you're just having a mandate for a few, but if you're going to have a mandate for all, show me the studies. Instead of just saying, quote, studies show, show me the damn study. Well, and it's just like Bill Maher said last week, right? When he said, show me prove it to me stop saying trust me and you've been wrong so many times doctors and he's saying in the history of medicine he's like there's so much about the human body we don't know stop saying i know for sure no you don't right. because you've been proven so many times to be wrong and he points to the number of recalled drugs for example that they were sure were safe later right. to find we're not 
Okay, so here's the thing. Let me just play this because I, I we never played this. And I, I want to say it was back, uh, I think it was when I was on spring break. I was listening to CDC director uh, Rochelle Walensky talk about, and, and, and it was in some meeting. I'm not even sure where she's at. By the way, when we went to refine this video to play it for you today, we could not find it. Okay, so they have made sure it is hard for you to find her admitting, you know, kind of in a more casual conversation. This is not on the news admitting that they they got it wrong okay they've gotten it wrong on literally almost from from lockdowns to putting to not letting kids go back to school she even admitted later that they got pressure from the teachers unions that's why they reversed that just you know that's why they kept kids at home longer that's politics proving, proving that's not that the teachers unions that were got was guiding the cdc's guidance not the cdc it should have been the cdc guiding the teachers but instead nope nope you get power and money involved and you don't get you get bunk science so take a listen to what Especially she said improved. um well you know i think i can tell you where i was when the cnn became that it was 95 percent effective on the vaccine so many of us wanted to be helpful so many of us wanted to say okay this is our ticket out right now we're done um so i think we had perhaps too little caution and too much optimism um for some good things that came our way i, I really do I, I think all of us wanted this to be done nobody said waning when when you know mm -hmm. oh this vaccine is going to work oh well <laughs> maybe it'll work it'll wear off um nobody said well what if the next variant doesn't it doesn't it's not as potent against the next variant um, okay, first of all, people did say, people did say, what if it wears off? You know what? The scientists, they were, they were discriminating against, that they were bashing, that they were silencing and censoring. They were saying this. Right. They were uh, wait a minute. Walensky said it. I've got those videos. I mean, I've got those videos of Walensky admitting it. Now, I can't remember the exact date of this interview that you just played, yeah. but she said waning effectiveness with Delta. That was at an advisory meeting. I mean, she talked about that well, already. Maybe, maybe admitting she's it. talking about like, what is when she they talking first about? Rolled out. I think she's talking about out. when they first rolled it out. But, she said when they first rolled out, no one talked about waning effectiveness, which is right. so hard to understand when you true. look at the. That's not true either, because Fauci even knew. Fauci's even said we didn't know if we were going to need boosters or not. Yes. Like it's like it's like they already knew. They were already well, planting that seed. This Again, is why you have to. It's so hard to keep up with a lot. You just tell the truth. You don't have to keep up with all this and you're not having to backtrack and run around in circles. Well, this speaks to yeah. cognitive dissonance. If if what she's saying is even half true, where she says we didn't consider, we didn't, we didn't think through, we were so hopeful that this was the answer that we were perhaps blinded to the other options. That's called cognitive dissonance. And it's the very thing we talk about on this podcast regularly, which is you have inherent biases and your brain has has a desire to not think about certain things. And, but it's our jobs to get uncomfortable and think about that we could be wrong and think about how someone else might have it right, right? Because otherwise we're just, we land in these echo chambers where we're just told the same crap day in and day out and we don't think for ourselves anymore. And, and this was evidenced when this mask ruling came out, go look at Twitter and the number of people who were crying that now they couldn't travel because other people wouldn't have their masks on when we know other people wearing their mask is not doing anything for you now. But see, these people don't know that because they live in echo chambers where they're not told this.
And, and, and Walensky says, and I, I'm going to quote her here. We're not going to play this part, but she said, we've always said we're going to lead with science. <laughs> okay. But she said, that is entirely true. But I think the public heard that as science is foolproof, science is black and white. Science is immediate and we get the answer. And then we make the decision based on the answer. But science is gray and it is not always immediate. Sometimes it takes months or years to actually find out the answer, but you have to make decisions in a pandemic before you have that answer. They never postured themselves with that. It was safe and effective, get it. And if you don't, you're going to have the winter of death, sickness and death, and you don't love your neighbor and you're not a good citizen if you don't you're do it. That was job. the message. You're gonna lose your job. You're gonna- yes. Give me a break. Don't don't go back and rewrite history like y'all were on the right side of it. You were dead freaking wrong time and time and time and time again. And but here we are in April of 2022 and a judge says it wasn't lawful to have a mask mandate on public transportation. And then what does the Biden administration do? Well, first, they don't know, because when President Biden was asked, should people have to wear masks on airplane? Um, airplanes his credits it goes it's up to them yeah. but then no then no said, i haven't spoken to the cdc then he got a phone call or something yes. yep because yep, he's yep. not in charge he is not in charge y'all he is not in charge someone said nope can't say that we're going to appeal this to the justice department which they did because the cdc remember they weren't going to remove this mass mandate they said they still needed more weeks to evaluate why europe europe european airlines many of them have taken out the mandate they're fine they're they're traveling they're back to life as normal why do we need a few more weeks especially with the numbers which kristen's going to go through here in a minute but look it remains they said it remains necessary for public health this is the same agency that has lied lied the same agency that's gotten it wrong time and time again i mean on from lockdowns to mandates to masks to vaccines all of it They've gotten it wrong. And yet we're going to go appeal because they said, oh, we're not sure yet. Are you kidding me? No, we, we saw a girl um, on the way to school this morning, like going out to the bus stop, high school girl outside alone with a mask on. Uh -uh. And at this point, like Chad and I were like, if you're wearing a mask outside by yourself at this point, you have a mental disorder. Like, right. I'm not kidding. Like you, you are, you have a, a psychosis that we need to help these people or, yes. or say, look, like we feel sorry for you. Like you need to get some help. Um, at this point, when I see people like that, I'm like, I feel sorry for them because they are so scared. They have a, it's a mental, it's now it's, it's shifted to an actual mental disorder at this point. I mean, and I, for those people who I'm sure most of the people listening to us are not in that category, <laughs> but if anybody is and you know, it, I hope that we have a wide variety. I really do. That's what we want. We want everybody to hear because the people who really need to hear this, they need to listen to the facts rather than have the fear. Okay. Let the facts take over because I do want you to know, first of all, one of the things we uh, heard uh, recently, well, Dr. McCullough sent this to us was that Poland reneges on the coronavirus vaccine contracts. All right. This says, there's an article saying, Poland has unilaterally pulled out of its contractual commitments by the to buy the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. Health Minister Adam, blah, 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 whatever his name is, said Tuesday that um, citing oversupply and financial strains called by the, caused by the influx of millions of refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine. And then he said that 
the vaccine suppliers late last week, they said it's because of their decreased cases. All right, that they are going to, they are choosing, let's see, they are invoking a force majeure clause in the procurement contract and would refuse both to pay for or take delivery of further doses. He said, explained that the improving pandemic situations meant that there was less need for vaccines. The Ukrainian refugee crisis, meanwhile, had stretched the public finances. Now, segueing, go, moving right into that, when we're talking about less cases, y'all also have to realize this emergency phase is over. Like, when are they going to admit that? Yet Biden just it, invoked it again, right? Was it like a 90-day? Yeah, 90, 90 more days of, now, of being under a federal emergency. Yes. Right. Now, let me tell y'all something. So I went and looked up, because when you're talking about a pandemic, versus endemic and when they talk about the emergency use it's like when if you go look up the definition i mean i've got it we can add it to our google doc but it's it's when like there is an actual emergency okay hospitals are overwhelmed you can't handle the cases deaths hospitalizations everything i want y'all to know that if you look at the our world data just for the number of um COVID-19 patients in the hospital per million, and this is as of April 13th, 2022, 30, three, zero, okay? The peak when I looked that up was 460. So these are per million hospitalizations, okay, y'all? We're at 30. I mean, it looks like a graph that's like dead, like down in the like depths of the, of like the thing. a roller coaster that you went down real fast and yeah, real hard. It actually looks like the drop. You know, the drop, roll, the, that drop oh, ride where you yeah. just like the free fall. That's what it looks like. Okay. Then look, it gets even better though. How about the daily confirmed COVID deaths? All right. The peak deaths. Now this is for per day. The peak that I noticed on here was 3,303 in January, 2021. Okay. And even in February, it was 2,530 per day. Okay. As of April, I don't remember the date, but it was, that was before. 406, 406 per day, all right? I'm not discounting those deaths, but there are so many other things that are killing people right now that we don't want, that nobody is paying attention to. Cancer, and are they really cancer, are cancer. Right. More people died from more adults 65 and older. I saw this and I, gosh, I'm gonna have to try to find it. Um, this too. Died of alcohol overuse during um covid then covid itself oh yeah um yep. also uh fentanyl fentanyl deaths they were oh, coming out oh. fentanyl deaths are much higher up from what is it 18 to 45 or whatever that age group than covid deaths and walensky also admitted in earlier this year in this same thing that there was um or in the same time period that most covid deaths had comorbidities so these were not these were not people who were in you know absolutely perfect health for the you know for the vast majority um, had comorbidities and it was on average of four. So what was it? 75%, I believe of those had four com comorbidities or more. Was that right? Y'all something she like pulled that out of her butt too. Cause it was more than that, but yes, it was, like, that yeah, was, it was actually 95, I think. And then <laughs> yeah. also the obesity factor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. which, which, yeah. We're just saying what the CDC would actually admit. And, and we know the truth is, is that it was actually far. It was even more is what some of the data indicated. So the point is to say that while it is sad that anyone died of, of anything, right, and certainly of COVID, and certainly under hospital care, where we saw once they were ventilated and put on remdesivir, their chances of death 
were very, very, very high. The, the chances of survival were very slim at that point. Um, and, and it's so interesting because I'm going to point back to the Cheryl Atkinson podcast when the doctor says remdesivir, when he looked at, you know, looked at the efficacy risk benefit, he said, I, I can't believe the FDA passed it. Okay. He said, it, that's when he thought the FDA is owned by pharma because yeah. somehow Gilead Science, who owns the patent on it, somehow he, they had an in, which we now know they were connected to uh, Fauci. So, so here's the interesting thing about that, though, is that he said they were pushing this drug while demonizing um, ivermectin, ivermectin right? And he said, and hydrochloroquine, and he said, these are drugs that, you know, yes, there are studies out there that don't show that it doesn't have great effect efficacy, but he said there are far more studies that show that it do, that it does. So it should have been, it's certainly in an emergency situation, should have been allowed. Well, even more that, important, the safety factor, Holly, yeah. even, even if that's right, they're showing that they, people think that hydroxychloroquine ivermectin doesn't work as well as a lot of people think it does or know that it does. I want to do a poll to see how many people have taken these other drugs and see yes. if it works. That's what we need to do. But yeah. the whole, my issue the whole time has been if it has the potential, a big potential for help, even if it's a smaller potential for help, but minimal risk, yeah. minimal potential for harm, then why not? Whereas remdesivir, if you look up those trials and that's what got me on this path, it is scary. Yeah. It is scary to see what remdesivir does, what they know it does, yet they continue to tout it and they are recommending it for kids. So y'all, please, please pay attention. And, and, and unfortunately, you have to look it up yourself. You have to be informed. And I, I just, I just can't believe, I can't believe it. Hey, just real quick with the mask stuff. I love what Dr. McCullough said. It makes so much sense. He was addressing this um, as far as masks, because there, of course, people are scared and everything. And well, not not a lot of people, but some people are. But he said, you know, we've never we know that um, that the mask is not based on science because you can take your mask off and eat and drink right beside that person. That does not stop the virus from spreading. Okay. Number two, he said that the masks are. Why don't we, he said, we've never shown, we've already proven that it's not, there's no, or minimal asymptomatic spread. So if you have no symptoms, there's no reason to wear a mask. He also said that I love this, I love this idea. Why not do this? Why aren't the airlines just having a flexible ticket, like a flexible tickets? And then you're not penalized if you get COVID, if you get something else, because if you're sick, you don't need to be on the plane. If you're sick, that's when you get tested. You don't need asymptomatic testing because if you don't, if you don't have it, no point in that. It just makes so much sense. People shouldn't be penalized if you're sick, but, and you should be able to transfer it. So I'm going to stop, stop well, talking about that, but I just but feel if, like that's if so you, smart. If you do listen to our podcast and you're a mask lover, have no fear. You, you have something to have hold on to um, because the justice department did decide to file an appeal seeking to overturn the, the judge's order. So, mm. but, but the CEOs of the airlines who, by the way, had been advocating to get rid of the mask policy, knowing that once we knew that masks were not making a significant difference in the spread of COVID, they also knew it was putting their staff, their, their uh, flight attendants in a, in a difficult situation of enforcing these mandates on people, many of which did not want to keep the masks on, certainly on two-year-olds, that was a cruel thing to do. Um, so the, the CEO, CEOs of the airlines in the, in the interview today with United, he said, even with the, even with them doing this, 
he said he does not think it is going to be able to be enforced. And he believes that airplanes are with the circulation of air and the way that they treat that. He said, you know, it's perhaps one of the safer places that you can be. And oh, yeah, we spoke out about that a while back. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, I think if these CEOs are correct, um, I, I don't know, I, to be honest with you, I thought it was a bad move. Now there isn't, there was a poll that came out around the same time as the ruling that showed that there were more people, slightly more people that wanted there to be a mandate for masks on public transportation. However, of course, I'm always going to be very skeptical of some of these polls, particularly this was an Associated Press poll. So I, I don't trust the AP at all. So I do kind of wonder. Um, but again, again, if you want to wear a mask, I think you should wear a mask and you shouldn't be harassed for that. And the same, and, and take the same approach that the public schools have taken. Is you, you right. mask up if you want, and you don't if you don't, and no one's right. allowed to say to anything to each other about it. That's, right. that's that's the rule here locally. You can't talk. Yeah. To and well, real quick before we go, because I know Holly's going to have to go, but we wanted to bring up a few things just to highlight. We met. We're obviously not going to be able to go in depth, but you know the border. We wanted to talk about the border. If we can. Throw that out there, Holly. If, I know we've mentioned like Title 42, and we've just mentioned fentanyl deaths and yeah. all of this um, coming, all of these people coming across, not being tested, all this stuff. But let's just, um, everybody is worried about Title 42 being um, like this huge mass influx. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, look, like we haven't had it, look, it can't get any worse. I was going to say um, on all sides, real quick before you oh. talk about that, it's like, the arrest, migrant arrests are at a 20 year high right now. They said um, just in March alone, last month, 221,000 unauthorized migrants um, in March. And then that's the highest since the year 2000. So already it's bad, y'all. Already it's bad. And they, they, that doesn't take into account what they call the getaways. Okay. That's so we were listening to this um, uh, on what was it called the John Solomon reports um, yeah. I don't know how I found it. it was really good and he was interviewing um, someone from the border and this was really um, really interesting um, but actually no this is John sorry, talking about it though. Was going oh, sorry. sorry I thought you want me to play it sorry Kristen you can play it no this is John instruction of what was going on let me just read you some of the words and first off the classes of exemptions exceptions are so large that basically anyone they want to let in they can now let in here's here's what the memo says factors weighing in in favor of an exception include the following a physical or mental illness disability pregnancy lack of access to safe housing or shelter in mexico or an indication that an individual has been threatened or harmed and oh by the way if you're coming as a group and only one member of your family meets one of these criteria the whole family gets in basically title 42 has been eviscerated a month ahead of time as a result of these instructions and orders that were given to the border patrol okay so here's one thing that i just noticed also just by listening to that with these exceptions the very first one he said is mental or physical illness mental illness physical illness means that you have an exception to come on in okay mental okay what does that do to our, our health care system yep it's not good i mean it's not good right and and so that is just bringing in more people that have issues that need to be taken care of. It's just, I don't know. Well, they already pay for their hotels. They're giving them a cell phone. They'll probably pay for a mental health. They'll probably pay for a therapist. Well, but when you say they, let's remind the listeners, they is us. They is we. us. We. 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 
We, we. you pay taxes, uh, which which we should also mention, uh, since everybody probably just paid their taxes uh, this this month. It's April. Um, we even put it on our stories this week. But you know, all the waste, all the government waste that's out there, the things that they are that our tax dollars fund is atrocious for things that just science stuff that just is crazy. Uh, it's like somebody gets curious about the way crack affects a, a mockingbird. And so we give them a billion dollars to look at, you know, you're, you're like, who the hell cares what crack does to a mockingbird? Nobody, nobody. Helmet, helmet use in Cambodia. Yeah, I mean, helmet use in Cambodia, that's Cambodia's problem. That is not our problem. Anyway, that, no. that, here's the thing, here's the thing. The, the, the uh, our president, Biden, well, let's be real, his administration, I don't know what he decides, but his administration decided that we should send even more money to Ukraine. So yeah. now what's the latest? What is it at now? How much have we sent to Ukraine? I don't even know that it was like a, another 800. He sent 800 million, right? And then it was like another 800 million. Meanwhile, then, people here don't have jobs. People here are out of homes. People here, like can't, we, can't, we can't pay for food or gas. You know, yeah, it's, it's, that's Putin's. It's, and again, again, we will all tell you the, the we believe the three of us that the Russian invasion of Ukraine is terrible. It's awful. It's awful. Okay. Right. So, so it's not to say that we don't think that you know we we feel tremendous um, sympathy towards the people of Ukraine, and frankly, even to some of the people in Russia who we know are totally against what Putin's doing, including some of his own um, you know insiders apparently are turning on him over this whole thing too, but. The point is to say, like, when it comes to spending American taxpayers' dollars, let's not spend it like it's an unending well of water that's available to all. It's not. Well, y'all, we need money to address what, what's going on over there is awful, but what's going on here is awful. Terrorists yeah. are coming over here. Russians, uh, Ukrainians, um, it, everybody, and I'm not saying that they're terrorists. I'm saying everybody, refugees, everybody knows right now that if they just go to Mexico, they can just swoop right in. That everybody knows. We do not know how many terrorists are in our country right so now. Say you have a, None. Tell, tell, tell them you have a mental illness and you'll just slide right on through. I mean, so oh, says, oh, why is our money there? Why are we not paying to do more and hire more and have more stuff there instead of going over to Russia and Ukraine? As yeah. bad as we feel about it, this is our country, y'all. Yeah. It is a national security do, issue. Do you not care, that, that, do you not care about just your your own country people right. like I don't understand so it I found it's 800 million another 800 million dollar weapons package so total U.S. assistance since uh, the invasion began 3.4 billion of our dollars to Ukraine mm. well I mean again it's just there, there has got to be fiscal responsibility brought back to Washington D.C. in addition to revamping every single one of our institutions like the CDC and the FDA Every single governmental institution needs to be revamped, reinvestigated, reorganized to put the power back in the hands of the American people and to quit wasting and throwing around our money so casually and in a way that frankly, we our, our, our national debt is embarrassing. And it is, it's a can that we continue to kick down the road to be our children's and grandchildren's yeah. problem. And you know, shame on us for that, honestly. Well, that's why there's no value to our dollar anymore. That's why, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just paper at this point. Like there's no, it's just, Yep. And this will be what pushes everybody towards a one world digital currency, right? right. Because, so because we, 
We have screwed up and devalued our dollar with the way with their reckless, careless spending for which there is no accountability to any individual in Congress or at sitting in the in the White House for any of this crap. And and it's 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 honestly I can't I I, I anyway I gotta stop because I'm gonna say bad words. Um, let's move on to Elon Musk for a second. Elon Musk um, is so fascinating to me, y'all. I'm just listen. Netflix is going straight into the toilet. But before you cancel your subscriptions, if you haven't already, go watch the the documentary on on him going into space. I just like it. My friend sent me that too. Yeah, it was actually really, really good. Um, I think Netflix is trash now. I literally can't find stuff on there to watch. And, um, you know, that's that's in the news because their their stock is tanking um, because they think this is the woke activism, just like Disney's. Did y'all see Disney's stock? Disney's stock is going straight into the toilet as well. And Netflix too, right? Yeah. Now, their shares are down 30%. And actually, Elon tweeted on the 19th of April something about um, Netflix and woke content. And the very next day is when uh, they they shared their shares were down 30% and they had a massive subscriber loss. Massive, mm-hmm. massive. And they're blaming it on Russia too. Did you see that? Because they said- oh, they Shut up. up. Shut This up. is amazing. <laughs> they, said, they said they had to cancel 700 subscribe, 700,000 subscribers in Russia, you know, as part of the like- um, you know what it was it called you oh my gosh why can't i think of words today you know when you the the things that they're doing to try to discourage russia from going to war you know when you do like uh, sanctions or thank you thank you okay so canceled 700 subscribers let me just say first of all now we just need to blame russia just Uh, look look i was just i said every time mitch farts now he's gonna say it was russia yeah and we just like it doesn't matter what it is like if you cut somebody off in traffic oh my god i'm so sorry that was putin's fault oh my gosh i ate too much dinner sorry it was russia it's all russia's fault like there's no no responsibility gosh it is the whole culture and you know congratulations to all of you who are voting you know with your consciences and with your dollars right like when you are saying you know what i'm not going to support this so by the way, it's not just that Americans are canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions and they're canceling their trips to the uh, the parks. You know, Florida, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis down there and Floridians, many of which are saying, we don't want woke activists sitting in the Disney seats in California to control Florida. So as I don't know if you guys saw, they just voted to change the tax loopholes that Disney World was getting that Disney was getting down in Florida. They just voted to change it. Some people are calling it, you know, um, getting even. But what one politician on TV said this morning was, it's not about getting even. It's about actually saying, you know what, if you're going to do these things that we fundamentally disagree with, there will be um, consequences in what perks that we're willing to give you to do business here, because we believe that these policies are hurting our state. So, you know, it is politics, but it's been interesting to see that they are now, there's even been converse, uh, conversation because of course, while all this is happening, you've got behind the scenes video coming out of executives of Disney saying how they're gonna make sure all these characters are gay or trans, right? So I'm just telling y'all, it's interesting to see there's finally a real concerted effort and, and pushback in the American public saying, Listen, we should all be kind to each other, period, bottom line, end of story. Yes. Kindness yes. should be what we teach our children, and it is what we should live by, is the principle of kindness. 
Do unto others as you would have yeah. them do unto you. That golden rule is still the best rule. Mm -hmm. It is not saying that you should mistreat anyone who is different than you, whatever that may be, whether it's their skin color, whether it's their sexual orientation, whether it's their religious beliefs, whatever. However, you cannot force an entire country of people to agree with you on everything through laws and mandates that say, we, you, we're going to restrict your freedom so that we can cater to this portion of the population. We've got to stop it. It's a, we've got to have as much freedom to live our lives as we can. And everybody should be kind, be kind and be respectful. But it doesn't mean we have to all agree. Right. The end. Yeah. The end. Period. The end. <laughs> There's so much more, but Holly's got to go. Yes, I gotta get out of here. Was there anything else, Holly, that you were going to um, No, I just want people to, again, just thank y'all for paying attention, right? I think it's so important to pay attention, look beyond your common sources. We've all had to leave so many of our common sources um, for, for information. Go to people who are actually experts in their field and read a variety and read people who disagree with you and with each other because it's in doing that that we can actually find out what's really going on. And I know we don't have a ton of time, but we thank you for giving your time to us, for giving us those five-star ratings, um, especially because y'all know we're going to get those haters who don't like what we're talking about. They're going to give us a one. So if you like what you're hearing. And honestly, the, anybody who does, because there was one uh, recently, but we welcome anybody to get yes. on. Yeah, you reach on out to us. We are more than happy. We will give you the mic. Anybody. You can tell yes. We want to hear your said side. That are wrong or that yes. you know, tell us why you disagree. We would love to hear why you disagree and then back that up with your, your valid. I mean, yeah. honestly, you guys, I think it really comes down to if you have an opinion that differs, give us the evidence of why you believe that. And it yeah. just hasn't happened yet. You know, we haven't had anyone come and say, no, this says this. And, and, Again, we don't believe that we have everything right, guys. Like, we don't. We just think that we, well, we know we're not being told the whole truth. And I think we all know that now. And so it, this is our search. This is our investigation. And into not just looking into these things, but to having the conversations and feeling free to have them. You know, we do not, you know, and we've talked about this a lot, because we are white women, we don't want to feel like we can't participate in conversations around critical race theory or things that are, are, are race-related topics because we're white, but yet we've been made to feel like we can't have those conversations. And right. we're just trying to normalize conversation about whatever you want to talk about. It's still America. You can still yeah. do it. You yeah. know? Now, All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in today. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.